0: Oh and my god! Talk get the go Ro- hell no out, out of here! You can talk about Rogers. Out of here. Okay. Well, what is the need to bring up the Yankees? You,
1: it's just, it's just, it's good stuff to bring up.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: Come on, dude! This came out of nowhere. Clemson is a top team. Don't start with that. Clemson's a top team, no doubt, a hundred percent. Let's
0: on Saturday. Then, then they might move down. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Go Chat. We are back with the 49th episode. Before we get into this, I'd just like to thank you guys for the viewership for the past two episodes. It's at, it's been absolutely incredible. At the time of this, I think 241 was our last, or was it lower? I looked,
2: I just I just saw 244.
1: Well, there you go. It's just it's it's absolutely incredible our Halloween special. Well, other than that, if you guys are new here, hit that subscribe button. If you're not, welcome back. We got the go of the number 49. I'm gonna start with you, Tommy, because I know there's a Yankees player on this list and are you going to go with him?
0: Of course I am. I'm going to go with Ron Guidry this (laughs) week. He's the best. His number was retired by the Yankees. Lefty pitcher back in the seventies. He won a Cy Young with the Yankees. Four-time All-Star. He won two World Series as well. Um, A five-time Gold Glover. He fielded his position incredibly well. Um, He had two ERA titles as well. A 3.29 career. ERA, uh, 47.8 career war. He was just a really solid pitcher for the Yankees um, in their 70s runs. So I have to go with Ron Guidry for this week. Well,
1: that is a great pick, Connor. Are you going to agree with him?
2: I am going to agree with Ron Guidry. I mean, he just <laughs> he has all the accolades. He's a really good pitcher for the Yankees. I mean, I'm a big Yankee fan. So it's hard not to go Ron Guidry here at number 49.
1: Mike, what about you?
3: Um, yeah, I, I have to agree. There's not much other competition for Ron Guidry behind Hoyt <laughs> Willem, uh, who is a pitcher for uh, for the White Sox and a bunch of other teams. But Ron Guidry is definitely um, the choice here. He was a really solid pitcher. I think he's a little less boring than Andy Pettit, but I think he's a little better.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Before before you guys argue, I'm gonna go with Ron Guidry too. Um, like Mike said, there wasn't a lot of competition here, and he was a great pitcher for the Yankees. Uh, therefore,
0: Tommy, go ahead. I just don't understand why you act like the like Pettit and Guidry aren't good pitchers. They are both like incredibly good. You you act like you say they're boring. They're incredible.
3: I mean, they're not. I wouldn't necessarily call them incredible, but I just well. I think I think they're really good pitchers. I wouldn't, you know, say that they're like these amazing ones in the generational type talent pitchers. I'm pretty sure they both have an ERA, a career ERA above three. So they were really good pitchers, but it's it's not like I think that they're like this generational type talent. That, that's all I'm saying.
0: All right, that's fair.
2: Well, another person I want to mention is he was one of the best fullbacks. Um in recent years in the NFL, he played for the Chiefs, Vikings, and the Jets, is Tony Richardson. I mean, to be a fullback and make it to the Pro Bowl three times is pretty impressive. So for him to uh, to do that, as well as being a, a Jets fan and seeing him on the Jets, that, that was good to see.
3: All right, well, any other thoughts? All right, this wraps up a short both numbers segment for number 49. So let's get right into our next segment.
2: Welcome back to Go Chat. We are now going to be talking about the 2020 NFL first-round rookie quarterback class. All of them now, except for Jordan Love and Green Bay, has played a game in the NFL. And we want to decide, of the big first three, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, and Tua Viola. Who has the highest potential in the NFL? We will include Jordan Love in that, but since he has not played a game, I feel like he's a, he's a tad below the other three. But, Mike, I'm going to throw it to you first. What quarterback has the highest potential throughout the next 10 years
3: of their career in the NFL? I think the quarterback that has the highest potential out of all of these is Joe Burrow. And this is purely he, – he's played really well this season, right, and obviously – um. The argument is to be made that Herbert has been better, and that's probably the strongest argument. He he has the strongest case for Offensive Rookie of the Year, but I just think uh, Joe Burrow has um, the highest ceiling because of the production we saw from him in his senior year in Clemson. Uh, Over 6,000 yards, most passing touchdowns in um, NCAA football history. It was arguably the best uh, football player history in all of the NCAA, right? So that's why I'm picking Joe Burrow. I'm basing it off his peak performance in college. It's something that we've never seen before, uh, that, that we've ever seen done before, right? So that's why I'm picking Joe Burrow here.
2: I mean, Mike, I'm just a little confused. We're not talking about college numbers.
3: We're talking about higher ceiling, right? Right. Yeah. And right now, obviously, Herbert is playing a little – bit better than burrow but we're talking about ceiling we're projecting them moving forward and herbert hasn't come close to joe burrow's production that he had in his last season at lsu in college or in the nfl right now herbert is playing very well right now but i don't know how much better he's going to get from this point on
2: mike or matt i'm going to swing the question to you
1: this is a very interesting question how you interpret it which way you want to I think there's two way to two ways to interpret this. You could interpret this as uh Super Bowl winning, which one has a high ceiling with Super Bowls, and which one has a higher ceiling uh individually like MVP and that kind of stuff. I would say individually it's got to be Joe Burrow, um just because his potential is so much greater, but I'm worried about the Bengals and what they could produce around him defensively. So if I was going Super Bowls, I would go with Justin Herbert, but First off, Joe Burrow went to LSU, not Clemson, Mike. Uh, you did mention he went to Clemson. but uh, I not
3: say, Cle- I mean, LSU?
1: No, you said Clemson. but Did I say? You did, Mike. I remember. But I think Justin Herbert is, honestly, he's been playing great football. I mean, he had what, like uh, how many games did he have in a row with 300-plus passing yards? He has so much potential, and I think, I think if I had to pick a Super Bowl winner – in the next 10 years if it had to be one of those two two is not even in the picture I'd say Jordan Love is a higher ceiling than Tua um but if I had to pick one of those quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl I would say Justin Herbert just based on the fact that of his team I think his team has a better his team has more potential than the Bengals in my opinion
0: Tommy what are you thinking yeah well I agree I think that you're right Matt saying that Justin Herbert with his team they have the most potential overall, but. I am going to go with Joe Burrow. I think that he has a tremendous amount of potential. And I know we're not talking about college stats, but you said it, um, Mike. He was able to prove on the big stage what he could do. And we all know that it is different. Um, You know, the college game doesn't always translate over to the NFL, but I certainly think that he can do it. Um, I think that he'll start to get going more. Um, He's played fairly well, right? I mean, I guess that people. Um, you know they have high expectations the first overall pick but I think that he's going to be okay and um, I yeah I just think that overall he has the most potential to succeed on a personal level but I think you make a good point as well Matt about Justin Herbert having um, you know the overall good team around him uh, to help him succeed but yeah so Joe Burrow's the one I'm gonna go with
2: before I get into my top, I'm going to disagree with Matt in saying that um, Jordan Love has a higher ceiling than Tua. I think I think my the Miami Dolphins have a really, really good team. Brian Flores is starting to put together a really good team down there in Miami. He's becoming a good coach. I mean, he's one of Bill Belichick's like, elves, you could call them, who have gone on to their own team. And he's put together a really good team. And Tua's first start, I think he was 12 for 21 with like 98 yards and a touchdown. Some good, some bad. He didn't play that great, but he led the team to a win over a five-win team in LA. So not what what's the comment, Matt?
1: He didn't lead the team, his team to a win, to be the, honest. The defense led the team to a win.
2: The defense did play very well, but as the quarterback, it it is seemed as if they are still the one manning manning the team towards the win. So the defense did. They played extremely well against the Rams, but Tua Tagovailoa played a really good game on offense. I mean, he had the touchdown to Devontae Parker. He, the, the snap to throw was like a second. It was a really good throw. Devontae Parker had the um, defensive back all over. I mean, he put it right where Devontae Parker could catch it. I think there was a lot of good stuff we saw from Tua. As far as this question overall, I think Justin Herbert definitely has the higher potential than Joe Burrow. Um, both quarterbacks have played really well. They have. I ultimately think it's going to come down to the pressure. And Joe Burrow being the number one pick coming off of a national championship run and a Heisman Trophy, that that's going to put more pressure on him, and it's more pressure for him to succeed and turn the Bengals around quickly with Zach Taylor and Joe Mixon. And they drafted – no, they didn't draft a wide receiver, but they have um, A.J. Green. They did draft a wide receiver. Was yeah. it Higgins? Yeah, Higgins. Yeah, so I mean, they drafted a wide receiver. They're they're putting the team around Joe Burrow, where Justin Herbert kind of just slid right into the Chargers with the departing Philip Rivers and took over. I mean, they lost Melvin Gordon, but he still has Keenan Allen, and they've developed a really good connection early on. Where I don't think we've seen Joe Burrow have that really distinct connection with one of his receivers. I think Justin Herbert is growing connections as he moves along as he stepped into this team. So I think the connections and the lack of pressure is what's going to put Justin Herbert above Joe Burrow.
1: I mean, I guess I could kind of see where you're going with connections, but Tyler Boyd is a top 10 receiver in receiving yards right now. I think that's his best connection in Cincinnati, and I honestly think Burrow to Boyd is a better connection. Well, maybe Herbert to Allen, but I forgot Keenan Allen was there for a second, but I think I get what you're saying about connections, but I do think Joe Burrow actually has connections uh, in Cincinnati. And I, I don't think AJ Green's a part of that future at all either. So that could obviously play a some sort of role in the future potentially. Um,
2: but I I, would I definitely say- think a possibility and a way for me to change my mind on this if is if the Bengals continue to struggle. I mean, they got the win over Tennessee last week, but if they do get, a top 10 pick in the NFL draft if they get Jamar Chase out of LSU who Joe Burrow played with then I could say there's that real connection there with him and he has that connection with Tyler Boyd I think that could be a legitimate offense there with Joe Burrow but I just think right now the way that Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert have been connecting and then once you get Austin Eckler back in that backfield I mean we forget that he still is on the Chargers because he's been on the IR right now they're running a committee of backfields who aren't or a committee of running backs who really aren't at all reliable. So once you get Austin Eckler back in there, he's a good runner. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. I think that's going to add another element to Justin Herbert's game.
3: Uh, Connor, I think you completely missed the point on Joe Burrow having no connections. Matt kind of alluded to it right there. Um, Tyler Boyd, he has more yards in the same amount of touchdowns as Keenan Allen. T. Higgins is on pace for a 900 to 1,000-yard season. So if everything goes to plan, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to have 2,000-yard receivers. So if that's not telling you that he has a connection between his two receivers, between those two very young receivers, Tee Higgins is a rookie, I think Tyler Boyd is a third-year player. I think those are two really great connections. And if the Bengals do end up getting a top-ten pick, which they probably will, I think they should probably spend on the defense. You know, the the defense is more of the struggling part. Uh Of their team they've invested in the wide receiver position while Jamar Chase would be a great pick to pair with Burrow I don't really think they're in the position and have the luxury to add another wide receiver while they have other needs to fill
1: I I would like to say I'd like to point out the only reason why Tyler Boyd to be honest is over Keenan Allen is because Keenan Allen has bye week I think it's like 40 yards between the two and average wise I think I think Boyd still has it but after this week, while Bengals are sitting on their bye, I think Keenan Allen will uh, surpass Boyd and we probably get in the top 10 at that point.
2: But I mean, I think I'm looking at Justin Herbert's stats right now. He's averaging eight yards a pass, he's averaging 327 yards a game, 15 touchdowns, five picks. He has a 104.5 QB rating. These are great numbers from a rookie quarterback. And He's developing these connections as I've alluded to with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and their tight end and Hunter Henry. I, I don't see any way where there's going to be a decline in Justin Herbert's game anytime soon. I think he's just going to keep going up. Now I don't have stats on Joe Burrow right now. I will grab them really quickly, but I mean, Joe Burrow's Averaging 300 yards a game, and he has 11 touchdowns and five picks. So the touchdowns are down. QB ratings 91.4, so it's a little bit lower. I just think the production of Justin Herbert has been a little bit higher than Joe Burrow.
1: Yeah, I'm, actually, I, I'm looking right now. I just want to. I, I see Joe Burrow at 284. I don't know the ESPN, but uh, that obviously help would help your case, Connor. Anyways,
3: um, I think the production is really close right now. And to the point where, it, it's it's kind of like indecisive between Herbert and Burrow to pick who who's had who has a higher ceiling. It's not like Herbert's playing tiers and tiers above Burrow, right? So I think what we have to do here is look back at the past and look who's uh, hit the highest ceiling in the past during you know their college career. And I understand it's college and not the NFL, but what burrow did in college does um does not compare to anything harvard has done and i don't think harvard's i think Herbert's gonna be re- really good but i don't think he's gonna come close to what burrow did in, in his last year at lsu
2: but i you can't compare his college stats to what's in the nfl it's a completely different game the game's faster he's on a not as good of a team lsu Um, national championship team last year was one of the best college teams we've ever seen, arguably the best. So it's hard to compare those numbers to what he's going to do in the NFL. We we can't say that Justin Herbert's never going to put up those numbers because he probably won't. No quarterback in the NFL that's younger than than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or anyone like that will put up those numbers.
3: Yeah. Um, Oh, Go ahead, Matt. No, you
1: can go ahead if you want.
3: No, all all I was going to say is that yeah, he he he's not gonna, you know, he might get close, but my point is is that he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna get close to those numbers, right? Obviously, those numbers
2: don't matter though, is what I'm trying to say, because that's in a college game that's completely different than the NFL. We we are projecting how good
3: these quarterbacks are moving forward, right? Correct,
2: but we can't compare the numbers that they're we're projecting them to have to college numbers.
3: Yeah, um,
1: with that argument, I agree with Connor, just because. You even look at the defensive line, defensive ends, linebackers that are going for a sack. Those guys are much slower in college than in the NFL. I'm pretty sure it was during the uh, Eagles-Cowboys game where Ben DiNucci tried to get out of a sack, and I think Vinny Curry uh, sacked him. Even the commentators made a point that it's it's a a much slower game, and maybe in college Ben DiNucci would have got that off, but in the NFL, you won't. And that's kind of what I'm thinking with college defenses and NFL defenses are totally uncomparable. I mean... And when you talk about that LSU team that Joe Burrow had, they were like one of the best. They literally, everyone on their offense got drafted pretty much that went into the draft. So I think it's kind of unfair on Justin Herbert's case to compare the numbers that, how they progressed. I get what you're saying, Mike, like how their potential is going to be, but I think it's just a little unfair to Justin since Justin was, Justin was gonna be a top quarterback if he left the year before. I mean, I think I honestly think his numbers were were they the same? I did he go a little down. I I'm not sure, but he would have been a top quarterback, maybe behind Kyler, yeah, behind Kyler Murray, but still a top quarterback maybe to the Giants instead of uh I,
3: I think his I think his stock was hurt a little over the course of his uh last season. But obviously it, he went he went number six.
2: Another thing that I want to mention right now is the fact that we have to remember that Tyrod Taylor started the first game for the chargers this season and Justin Herbert's numbers are better than Joe Burrows. He's had less games and he's put up better numbers. So I just think that's something to throw out there.
3: That's true. That's true. But one, one thing I want to go back to what Matt said earlier in this segment about Tua having the lowest ceiling. Uh below Jordan Love, right? And you're talking about splitting them up between accomplishments and individual awards, right? I personally think that Tua has the highest ceiling for Super Bowls, for winning Super Bowls. What? Yeah, out of all of them. Oh my gosh. This is because how good the Dolphins are right now. The Dolphins have a really good defense right now. And next year, right, if they could get Uh, some more pieces for the offensive line there's no reason why they can't be a much better team than the AFC be one of those playoff contenders right they're just going to keep improving improving after each season and Brian Flores is one of the best young coaches in the NFL neither Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow have that right now Anthony Lynn has blown four straight leads in a row of 10 plus points and Zach Taylor he's won four games over his career as a head coach. While Brian Flores has by far outperformed all those expectations.
2: Now, I I just want to mention something when we're talking about Tua. I was, I saw Brian Flores' post-game press conference today. And when he was asked about Tua, there was no enthusiasm at all.
1: Listen, I, I love Tua, but I just don't think, I think he would be the last quarterback to bring his team to a Super Bowl. I don't even care how good the Miami Dolphins are. I don't think he is going to be a Super Bowl quarterback by the end of his career. Yeah, I
2: mean, well, I'm gonna. Can I continue my point? I'm yeah. sorry, that was my little brother there in the background. Um, there was no enthusiasm from um, Brian Flores at all, and I was watching Get Up this morning on ESPN, and they were talking about, and it was um, Mike Tannenbaum, who was saying, if Miami has the opportunity to get a quarterback next year, they should. They're they're saying is Miami is using these last eight games of the rookie season of Tua's rookie season as a showcase for him. And if they can if he can't prove something, maybe they already move on. I mean, we saw it with Josh Rosen. It could be the quote unquote cliff Kingsbury effect where Josh Rosen was drafted to Arizona. He busted cliff Kingsbury comes in the year after drafts Kyler. And then there goes Josh Rosen. Now, obviously, Josh Rosen and Tua Tagovailoa
3: aren't the same quarterback, but there could be that effect there. I think we're just putting too much stock into one game. His first game was not good at all, right? And I understand that Joe Burrow and Herbert had much, much, much better debuts, but let's give Tua a little time here. Let's at least give him – How much a- time you want to give him? How much time
1: you want to give him? Because you um, just gave him – you gave him eight weeks, and you know what, Joe Burrow – This was a weird off season, we're not gonna lie. Coronavirus stopped all the camps. He had to go in, he was on Zoom learning a new system and he went in right away and he actually, he played good. Like his, wasn't his second game, the Browns game where he threw an incredible number of stats. And then Justin Herbert comes in with absolutely no knowledge of him starting. And he plays great against the Super Bowl winning Kansas City Chiefs. Like, how long do you want to give Tua? I get it's one game, but it just wasn't that good of a game. So I don't know how you're gonna say he has a higher ceiling to win the Super Bowl than those two quarterbacks. Especially
2: I- especially after he's been sitting on the sideline for seven weeks watching NFL competition and learning from Ryan Fitzpatrick, who may not have a career resume. Of other quarterbacks, for example, Jordan Love sitting behind Aaron Rodgers. There's not a comparison of Aaron Rodgers and Ryan Fitzpatrick there, but he has a damn good quarterback in the NFL. And he's not like par- every
1: team and learns just he's probably learned so much knowledge through different quarterbacks and, and he's hard.
2: such a good quarterback to learn from. And it didn't seem like to learn very much. No, I get it. It's his first time on the field, yada, yada, yada. But I mean, if I don't see much improvement next week or the week after that, there's gonna be some concern. I
3: totally agree that, you know, it, oh, over the uh, the course of the next couple of weeks, if Tua doesn't improve, there's going to be a major problem in Miami. But the fact of the matter is it's been one game. Joe Burrows first game he threw for under 200 yards, and he threw a pick with no touchdowns. Like, give the kid a break. It was his first NFL game. He was going against Aaron Donald, a top three player in the NFL, easily. So let's give to a break. Let's give him some time, okay? Just give him at least a couple weeks. We haven't seen the tour that actually is going to, you know, come to form in that NFL yet. We what, the Andrew Capone
2: too, who's going to be sitting on the sideline because he hurt something? That's the tour that I expect to see in the NFL.
1: I just I – there is no reason to put him potentially ahead of Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert during the Super Bowl. Absolutely no reason. Maybe in a couple weeks. Maybe you'll put that couple weeks off for another couple weeks, and then you'll put that off for another couple weeks, and then we can talk about it. But I just don't see any reason why you'd put him ahead of Super Bowl. And the only reason why I'm saying Jordan Love is ahead of Tua is because of that team he's going to come in. He's going to come in with Devontae Adams, hopefully. And Jair Alexander, hopefully. And Aaron Jones, hopefully. But (laughs) A lot of hopefully he's there. Okay, I'm not going to say it's guaranteed. That's why. But still, he's probably going to come in with those guys under Matt LaFleur, who honestly has been a great head coach. We know he has. The transition from LaFleur Le- to McCarthy McCarthy to LaFleur is amazing. It's been amazing for Green Bay. And I just think that And learning under Aaron Rodgers, I definitely see this guy ahead of Tua winning a Super Bowl, potentially.
2: Now, Matt, I'm going to ask you a question being we see that you're a big Packers fan and we know it on the show is... Do you, do you see the Aaron Rodgers effect going to be coming into play with Jordan Love where Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, now Jordan Love standing behind Aaron Rodgers? How many years do you think Aaron Rodgers has left, and do you think Jordan Love is going to step right in and be that franchise guy for Greenback?
1: It's a difficult question for me to answer. Realistically, I think by the end of his contract, I think Aaron Rodgers is either going to retire or going to go somewhere else. I don't think they're going to extend his contract. And I think that's three years or four. And I think, I, think I don't four. know how long it's four. Okay. I don't know how long Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre off the top of my head. It had to be either two or three years, but I can see Jordan love coming in and having that Brett Favre and Rodgers effect. Obviously it's hard to, it's hard to guess. Um, But I, I can see it. I think I've looked at Jordan loves college resume I've looked at his college highlights. I think he's a good quarterback who has, I'm not going to call him Patrick Mahomes, but he, he, we know he can have the arm like Patrick Mahomes and have that Mahomes magic sometimes.
2: So I guess the question, my next question is with Aaron Rodgers, maybe having three or four years left on his contract and Jordan Love being a, f- a first round pick, that's a lot of cap that's going to be eaten up for a backup quarterback and potentially having to pick up a fifth year option. So, With Aaron Rodgers staying there for another three to four years, potentially do we see the Packers potentially making a move and trading Jordan love for, for key assets somewhere down the line?
1: Yeah, I think we can. Uh, You never know. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers keeps performing the way he is right now, they could look at that, but I, I don't think they will, to be honest, but it could happen. I just think, I think, we see that a backup quarterback is as valuable as another position out there, especially I, at Aaron Rodgers getting old.
3: I I don't think that there's a chance that the Packers trade Jordan Love. There's a reason that they traded up in the first round for Jordan Love and picked him. I, I understand, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is playing really well, but by the end of his contract, I think he's going to be like 30, 30 to 40 years old, right? There's no chance in hell that, the Packers trade Jordan love. And even if, what are you going to get for Jordan love? He, he probably won't be pl- He probably won't get any NFL action, right. Unless Rodgers gets hurt. Right. And then the second string quarterback gets hurt. Right. Because right now he's a third string quarterback, I don't think but, but moving true. forward. Yes. He's probably going to be the second string quarterback, but my point is how much could you even get for a backup quarterback that hasn't played an NFL snap?
2: That, that's a question that none of us can answer because we're not NFL GMs and we're, we're not on the
3: phone. I feel like if anything, you trade Aaron Rodgers if, if you see promise from Jordan Love in practice and preseason and stuff like that. And you, t- you kind of use the New England mentality of getting rid of them a year early instead of a year late. I feel like if anything, that's what the Packers will do.
1: I mean, interesting take there. I mean, but to say there's no chance in HE double hockey sticks is uh, stupid because there's a chance for everything to happen. Come on. There is a chance. Jimmy, do you think the Patriots, well, that's not a first round pick, but do you think the Patriots thought they would be trading Jimmy Garoppolo? And yeah, they,
2: didn't they get a second round pick for Jimmy G? But yeah, Jimmy, because he played.
1: He played like one, two games, but you, we never know if Jordan Love's ever going to play. Green Bay could sit Aaron Rodgers week 17 and play Jordan and, Lowe.
2: I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers – please don't let Aaron Rodgers get hurt, but we've seen him go down with collarbone injuries and shoulder injuries in the past. So he goes down in the middle of the game. I mean, we saw it – what was it, last year or two years ago against the Bears week one where he, he left two years ago and he was they were down and then he came back and he led the team back to the win. But, I mean, there was three quarters there where there was a backup quarterback there in the game. Jordan Love steps into that opportunity. He shows off. Who knows? It could be another Jimmy G possibility.
1: I think this this has been a really great conversation. I think it's it's gone a little off track to uh, Jordan Love and Packers talk. Um, go figure. But anyone else have anything else to say?
3: All, all I'm gonna say is that if they see if the Packers see promise in Jordan Love, I think that they're smart enough not to mortgage their future like New England did with not with uh, not keeping Jimmy G.
2: I'll also throw out a hot take here just to get Mike fired up. Two is never going to win a Super Bowl.
3: He's not. I mean, I, I don't think he.
1: Ever <laughs> I was just.
3: I never said he will. I just said he has the you highest.
1: He had the highest ceiling out of uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, who have absolutely been amazing. Yeah. 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 As, as of
3: right now, as we're talking of right now, because of the team surrounding him.
1: Yes. All right. Any last final thoughts? <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be back with goat picks, and we got to go to the week coming up next welcome back to go chat we are back with the goat picks uh we got to go to the week after this so let's let's try to focus guys and get this over with we look at the leaderboard in the new series me and connor are three and zero. mike's at two and one and Tommy is at one and two we're going to start out with thursday night
2: football can can we mention that i won
1: oh yeah do you want to talk yeah. do your speech whatever
2: you got 30 seconds yep i would love to thank my friends and family and wyoming and all of the teams who I picked who did help me accomplish this. Tommy, I give you a valiant effort. You were very close in it. You had a great comeback. Mike, you talked a lot of trash and you finished in fourth place. Um, me and Matt were like, time. what do you mean? Well, I still consider you fourth place. And Matt, Matt, it was a valiant effort. We're here at three and oh, uh, and let's hopefully meet, it's me and you here this round. Mike, pretty much all this shade is going to you. All right, I'm ready to continue my reign. All right,
1: I would just like to say technically, if we went into a tiebreaker I would have came in third because I picked the Steelers but we're going to go right into this we got the Thursday Night Football Green Bay Packers versus San Francisco 49ers no Jimmy Garoppolo no George Kittle no Raheem Mostert Connor who's going to win this game
2: easy pick here I mean the Packers are without a running game but it won't matter it's the Packers by at least 20
1: yeah I don't know I don't know about that um I'm just happy Ibrahim Mostert. I mean, like, I'm not happy he's hurt. I'm just happy he's not <laughs> playing because dude gives me nightmares. But I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, Tommy?
3: Yeah, I think oh, it's Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike. I want like the Packers.
1: And
0: Tommy. Yeah, well, first, I'd like to say congratulations to Connor. Great effort throughout the whole thing. Um, but I'm going to go with the Packers. You said this is an easy one, um, it's not even going to be close.
1: Next game we have is Friday, BYU versus Boise State. BYU's number nine, Boise State's number 21. Connor, who do you got?
2: Boise State's going to win this one. Um, They've looked really good all year. They're kind of one of the surprise teams this season in college football. I think they're going to continue.
1: I'm going to go with BYU. Zach Wilson is playing absolutely amazing for BYU. I mean, honestly, he can make a Heisman uh, candidate up there with Justin Fields. And, well... Trevor Lawrence? I don't know about that. Uh, Mike?
3: Um, I'm going to go with BYU as well. I just think, like you mentioned, uh, Wilson has been playing all his mind right now, and I just think BYU is the better team overall. And Tommy? I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with BYU.
0: I just think that they're the better team. But at the same time, I think it's a good pick, Connor, just because – Boise State is at home but I just think that BYU is overall a stronger team and they're going to pull off the win on the road. Did I pick B- I meant to
2: pick BYU. I don't know if I purposely said Boise State, but BYU was my pick. Oh, okay. I thought you picked Boise State.
1: Yeah, you said
3: Boise I, State.
2: Well, Never. BYU was my pick. Okay. I I don't mean for any confusion there. Okay. okay.
3: So that's
1: my that's fine. uh I'll just myself if you're watching this, make sure you change that graphic. Mm-hmm. Well, Next game is a Saturday game, SEC rivalry. Number eight, Florida versus number five, Georgia. Connor, please get this pick right and don't switch it halfway through.
2: Okay. I'm going to go Florida here. Um, Georgia really did not look good last week against Kentucky. I mean, it was a 14-7 to game against an unranked Kentucky team. Um, Quarterback play has really not been very consistent for Georgia, so I think Florida is going to win this
3: one. I'm going to go Florida,
1: too. I, I like what Kyle Trask has done with that Florida
2: offense. Mike?
3: um go, go to Tommy first I'm still deciding.
2: that's not how it works that's not how it works that's not how it works Mike has to give his pick all
3: right I'll, I'll pick Georgia I'll pick Georgia I'll pick Georgia
0: Tommy yeah I'm gonna agree I'm gonna go with Georgia because that's where they're playing and I think they're gonna get the win yeah we're gonna go with Georgia
1: then the last college football game that we have here is number one Clemson versus number four Notre Dame obviously no Trevor Lawrence so Connor who are you picking
2: this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Um, the true freshman quarterback, I'm not gonna try to pronounce his his name. For U- yeah, that guy. He played really well against Boston College. Um, the defense for Clemson didn't look that great, but I think Clemson wins this game.
1: Okay, we're gonna Notre Dame.
2: Mike.
3: Um, I'm gonna go with Clemson too. They had a horrible start against BC, but they, they turned it up late. Travis Travis Etienne is is the driving force of that team right now.
0: And Tommy? I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I think that Clemson is really a great team, but I just think that not having Trevor Lawrence will hurt them. And like you said, I watched the game last week. Their rookie quarterback or their freshman quarterback, he played very well um, towards the end of the game there. And I think that he will play well, but I think you know, that's a tough environment to play in Notre Dame on the road. Um, your second career start. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I just think that they're going to get this one uh, due to the absence of Trevor Lawrence. Another
1: great round of go-picks. Um, we'll see who ends up on top by the end of this week. Hopefully it's me. Other than that, got to go the week coming up next. So stay tuned. I know it's been a long episode, but we'll wrap this up very shortly.
0: hello everybody welcome back we are going to do the go of the week now we're going to get right into it connor who's your go of the week well i first want to mention that
2: the leaderboard is up and that kyler murray did get me a win last week so that's big i think i'm now back within one of matt after he got two straight so i'm I'm coming for this crown as well and i think this week i'm going to get another one as i'm picking the killer of the green bay packers Beat the Packers by himself.
1: Get out of here,
2: Dalvin Cook, <laughs> thirty carries on the ground, hundred and sixty-three yards, and three touchdowns. And he had two catches for sixty-three yards and another touchdown. He single-handedly beat the Packers on his own. Dalvin Cook is my
0: goat of the week. Matt, <laughs> oh, so yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a good pick. Uh, all right, who do you have, Mike? <laughs>
3: Well, I'm actually going to college. I mentioned his name earlier uh, in the episode, actually in the last segment when we were talking about Clemson. I'm with Travis Etienne of the Clemson Tigers. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was out. And Travis Etienne took the load off uh, the freshman in QB. I'm, I'm not going to say his name either. But <laughs> he had over 200 scrim- scrimmage yards, two touchdowns. He was the Tigers' leading rusher and receiver. Who does that? Dalvin Cook didn't do that but Travis Etienne did. Also, Travis Etienne broke the 42-year-old ACC ACC career-rushing record uh, passing. Who did he pass? He passed someone from NC State. I'm not exactly sure of the name now. Ted Brown, that's his name. But he passed him this past Sunday. So just accomplishments upon accomplishments for Travis Etienne, and that's why he's my go to week.
2: And I also do just want to mention that Dalvin Cook was only 16 yards shy of being the leading rusher and receiver. So does, does he so want does he, he,
1: does he want a cookie? Like he was 16 yards short. Who cares? Doesn't now, count. Now Make Matt's it. just
2: salty. Matt's salty because he beat the Packers. Anyway, Matt, why don't you give us your go to the week? Because it's going to be a loser. My go to the week is the killer of the New York Jets. It's Patrick
1: Mahomes. <laughs> Boy, what an incredible day. He had 416 yards in the air, five touchdowns, a passer rating of 144.4. This guy absolutely played amazing. And I know you guys are going to look at his face and you guys are going to recognize him more than anyone else on this, on the screen. So that's why you should go with Patrick Mahomes. Absolutely incredible performance from the best quarterback in the league right now.
2: And Tommy, give us your baseball pick who's going to get the least amount of votes this week. Well,
0: <laughs> well, it's all true. I mean, it's a baseball pick and it's going to get the least amount of votes. But luckily for the viewers, it's the last baseball pick that I can do because it's oh! over. I know everybody's excited about it, but I'm going to go with the world series MVP, Corey Seager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He had an incredible series. He won the NLCS MVP. I had him as my goat for that week as well. He didn't win. So I'm not expecting a win in this one, but Corey hit over 400 in the world series, a couple of home runs. He was just great for them. I mean, you can't say enough about what he's been able to do. He had four doubles. He stole a base as well. Um, Corey's just great out there and he's a big reason why they were able to break the drought of 32 years without a World Series title so I'm gonna go with him for my Go of the week well that is
2: going to wrap up a great episode number 49 of Goat Chat be on the lookout for Saturday's episode we do have Ithaca College alumni Jake Asman joining us so that's going to be a great interview definitely check out for that as well as me and the other guys, we have definitely been putting some work in on putting some Goat Chat merchandise together. So be on the lookout for the merch link in bio soon. That's going to be coming. Um, until next time, do we have any other final thoughts?
1: Great episode. Um...
3: Subscribe. Only only 10% of you who viewed the last episode was were subscribed. So 90% of you were not subscribed. So please, please, please hit that subscribe button. It supports us so much. It gets our content out there more. So please hit the subscribe button.
2: Mike said it best. We're going to leave this episode on that. We will see you guys on Saturday featuring Jake Asman.